Greetings, popcorn enthusiasts. Welcome to Alan's Popcorn Picks, a podcast where we dish out the details on the newest movies and TV shows, all without spoiling the most delectable parts. In this episode, we dive into Martin Scorsese's recent body of work, Killers of the Flower Moon. Hold on tight for a wild ride back in time to the 1920s in Oklahoma, US of A where oil gushes like a geyser, love ignites like a prairie fire, and murder lurks around every corner like a tumbleweed in the wind. Now hear me out, I know what you're thinking. A three hour plus movie about indigenous Americans in the 1920s. In this age of short videos and TikTok trends? But let me tell you, this isn't your typical Western flick. This film is like a juicy steak, very slow cooked but guaranteed to leave you satisfied or dissatisfied depending on how you like your steak or movie. First off, Leo DiCaprio, the man, the myth, the legend, takes us on a joyride as Ernest Burkhardt. His performance is so good. I almost forgot it's not a documentary. Ernest Burkhardt happens to stumble upon forbidden love and a whole lot of oil money. But just like a rattlesnake in the tall grass, danger slithers in and things get complicated faster than you can say, killer. Lily Gladstone joins the party as Molly Burkhart, a woman who's as tough as nails and twice as determined. She's the voice of reason, the protector of her family, and the one person who won't back down from a fight. Together, they navigate a world of betrayal, greed, and enough oil to fill a bathtub, or two, or maybe even ten. Robert De Niro nails the role of William No Empathy Hale, a corrupt rancher with more schemes than a toddler with cookie cravings. His portrayal is a chilling masterclass in villainy, from sly smirks to a southern drawl that could send shivers down your spine. De Niro practically becomes the puppet master behind the Osage murders, delivering a performance that's as ruthless as Hale himself. Now, let's talk visuals. The cinematography is like a high-budget time machine. You're not just watching the 1920s, you're practically sending postcards from there. Scorsese did such a good job, I wouldn't be surprised if he time-traveled for real. But, like every good party, there's a guy who won't stop talking about his stamp collection. In Killers of the Flower Moon, that's the pacing. At times, it's slower than my Wi-Fi, and you're sitting there wondering if the popcorn is popping in slow motion. The film's runtime might test the patience of a jackrabbit on a caffeine bender, and the story can feel a bit like a horse-drawn carriage ride across the plains, sometimes breathtaking, sometimes a bit monotonous. The screenplay, written by Eric Roth, is a bit like that friend who insists on explaining the plot of every Marvel movie before you watch it. We get it, dude. Thanos is a big purple baddie. Move on. The script has its moments of genius, but sometimes it feels like it's trying to teach you history 
instead of telling a story. If you're looking for a quick, action-packed ride, then maybe hold your horses. But if you appreciate a well-crafted film with heart and grit, then I say head on over to your nearest theater or Apple TV and give it a shot. Just remember, you might need to refill your popcorn bucket once or twice. In the grand scheme of things, Killers of the Flower Moon is like a gourmet pizza. You savor the good bits, but occasionally hit a crusty patch. I'm giving it a 7.5 over 10. It might not be Scorsese's best, but it's still a good time with plenty to offer. Just be prepared for a slow burn that'll leave you wanting more or less, literally. Trapping things up, this episode's TV show recommendation is Netflix's miniseries, Godless, a show set in the 1880s American West where notorious criminal Frank Griffin and his gang of outlaws are on a mission to get revenge on Roy Good, a former protege who betrayed the Brotherhood. On the run, Roy seeks refuge in the isolated mining town La Belle, New Mexico where he lives with Alice Fletcher, a hardened widow and outcast. When word reaches LaBelle, governed mainly by women, thanks to a mining calamity that swept away most of the male population, about Griffin's impending arrival, the town's residents rally together to unite against his bloodthirsty gang. Signing out, I'm your gracious host, Alan. Tune in next Sunday for another episode of Alan's Popcorn Picks.